Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Hart Ramsey, where we get to come together with Pastor Hart Ramsey and kind of pick his brain and hear what's going on with him and certainly get great downloads from God and all those other fun things. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How you doing? I am fantastic. So let's jump right in because I know a lot of people have been waiting for us to have these kinds of conversations. And the first thing on my playlist is Black Panther. How did I know that? (laughs) (laughs) So the movie has been out close to a week in the first four days or so. It's grossed over $400 million. Uh, Nothing but rave reviews. I know I've gone to see it twice and several others have seen it multiple times. Uh, I kind of want to have this moment to kind of talk about Uh, First of all, what we thought of the film and then the takeaways, because there was so much to this movie. I know you did get to see it. What were some of your thoughts coming out of uh, the trip to Wakanda? Well, you know what? First of all, what I loved about it was, uh, you know, there were 11 different African cultures represented in the movie. That's incredible. And so what people need to realize that although Wakanda is a fictitious uh, city or fictitious place, Mm -hmm. um, the culture represented in the movie was not fictitious. Mm -hmm. All these were from from the from the female warriors to all all these were part of our history. And I think the takeaway for me was it was actually refreshing to see um, um, black people depicted um, as we were pre colonialism pre our transatlantic slave trade yeah and so um and and that in itself was was incredible i think it was visionary of of um marvel comics back in the 60s to even come up with this right um uh and i think it it was good Uh, of course you know when i went I, i saw it twice i saw um i saw it in 3d and then i saw actually i saw it first in the regular okay. format and then i saw it in 3d and we were impacted my wife and I both times just amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of specifics we could cover in the next few minutes. Absolutely, it was a very I think a very special thing. And you raise a great point about uh, you know for folks who don't understand the the history, like this wasn't just created. It's coming from a comic that was created back in the '60s, which is pretty significant understanding the times uh, and seasons that we had in the 60s. So let's get into some specifics here uh, because I I thought that this covered so many issues in terms of how we see people depicted currently in the culture, whether it was people of color, uh, the strength of women, um, you know, the advancement in technology, uh, dealing with people who were disenfranchised. What were some of the themes that you saw Let's spend a little time on that. Well, you know, I, I, I think I'll, I'll walk through the personalities. Sure. The themes, to me, the, the personalities were, were really, uh, they really bared each theme. Like, I want to start with Killmonger. Yes. 
Yes. Because I call it the Killmonger mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was he was in a way a hero to many in the movie. I was surprised at, at the amount of people who said that he was re- like really the one they connected with. Wow. And there are a lot of people that I wish we could have on this conversation with us, members of our church who are, who are prominent figures and who have uh, actually been in the civil rights struggle, who mm-hmm. saw Killmonger as, as a victim of of enslavement the victim of being of being detached from his roots never having been to wakanda mm-hmm. um his father promised to take him but never did his uncle in in the tragic death of his of the father did not think to take the child back to his people mm-hmm. and so he grew up in in this concrete jungle where he was a second class citizen had to fight for everything steal for everything kill for everything yeah. and it became his identity and even something that jumped out to me is is how um how the men treated the women in Wakanda with such equality and respect. Right. But when, when Killmonger finally went to Wakanda, he did. I mean, he, he picked up sister up off the ground when she defied him the first time. Right. And and it's to me that that's a mentality of that I call it the hood mentality because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I grew up I grew up in the hood with that mentality. Mm. Mm. So. So so that's the first that's the first uh, theme I saw is 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 the um what what the product of generations of enslavement has done to the african-american mentality yeah 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 that, that was covered that that's a it's a heavy one and when you think about it you know it really could arguably be uh certainly the plight of most african-americans um and even this idea which i thought was interesting i remember um a few years ago, my mom and I were having this conversation and she started kind of telling me about, you know, some things that happened way back in the day with our family that I was just shocked by. Like, what do you mean that, you know, this person and this person knew about this child being born out of wedlock and nobody said anything? You know, these family secrets that we as people of color uh, seem to managed to keep really really well until pushed and prodded and uh to think that killmonger was basically a family secret that nobody wanted to really talk about or discuss and in the words of the king you know he he had to protect the lie right but you know I, i think what happened was the greater to me the greatest secret was the fact that the king had to kill his brother right which was tied to another secret where the brother was in America, and the and his assistant was an actual spy for Wakanda. Right. So it go it goes back to a lot of a lot of uh, distrust and 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 th- and I think that's how slavery actually happened. Because mm. to me to me the secret every, every part of the every um, I, I watched an interview with the cast and they were saying that um that basically the, the, there was no part of the movie where they weren't actually um that wasn't laced with some type of hidden message mm. there were a lot of hidden messages in there and i think i think look at it now so killmonger ends up in the in in the united states on on on, on claim so to speak by his people because it was a sellout from the from the uh, the, the powers that be right you know it was a betrayal so to speak um his father betrayed wakanda and wakanda betrayed his father actually by sending uh uh who became the shaman Right. Uh, what, Suri? Yes, sending Suri, Zuri. Yeah, yeah. Zuri saying Zuri with with him as a spy. So it's just there's a lot of a lot of distrust, a lot of uh, what I call uh, dysfunction 
that started the whole thing up. But I, I, I learned so much. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, they're gonna be preaching so much preaching. Oh preaching yes. <laughs> So much preaching is going to come out of that thing, man. It's like, it was amazing. And then uh, from the Kilimanjaro situation, um, uh, one of the things that really jumped out at me, uh, for me, it was a sense of pride. I sat yes. there feeling a connection back to Africa. I've, I've said this before. People, I've been invited to Zimbabwe to preach, to South Africa, to Nigeria, uh, Liberia, and I've turned down every single invitation. Wow. And when people ask me why, I told them, I said, because I don't feel called to Africa. Okay. And really, what I, was, I would say that, and, and I would take a pause in my mind, and I would say, okay, well, I really don't. But really what it was, I didn't feel a connection to Africa. Got you. Because, because a lot of my roots, my family tree stops three generations back to a white slave owner in, in uh, St. Kitts, wow. um, West Indies. And so because of that, I mean... I, I don't know where I came from. As a matter of fact, you know what? Something that I found out too, Gerard, is that um, this company, um, Ancestry DNA. Yes. Since this movie, they have been, there's been a spike in people purchasing DNA kits to find out what they, their heritage is. Really? Yes. And there's a gentleman in my church. I thought this was fascinating. And when you meet him, he's a very refined, educated uh, young man. And when he did his test, he found out that he was part Zulu part Bantu. I mean, he's his people from the bush. Wow. And he, and you cannot look at him and tell because he, he his, um, his line has been so mixed in. As a matter of fact, the, his, um, it's the highest DNA content or genetic content were from these tribes. And then lower on down the line, there was some, there was some, um, uh, Eastern European in there. Okay. So to pretty much tell you where the slave ownership and all that stuff came in so so that, that was a part that jumped out at me was I, I feel like watching this movie although it, again it was fictitious I connected with Africa more right to see the to see the tribal even the gathering the way they did the challenge for, for the for the throne and the way that people responded right. um this was funny I went to church on Sunday morning and and the um the the, the greeters when they when I came in they greeted me with the with the fist crossed at the chest yes yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh like Wakanda forever I'm like okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it man I loved it you know it's interesting because you know we went to see the movie Thursday night and I didn't even realize that it was kind of one of these fan screenings or whatever so it was pretty neat the situation but I automatically found myself just we were speechless after the movie and that like rarely happens but it was such yeah. an overwhelming feeling of so many emotions and you know uh the Wakanda forever thing which I just I mean it's I, I literally that's the first thing I posted after the movie <laughs> which was crazy and I've been saying it ever since but I think it has sparked a a unique a bit of pride in people of color that we haven't had in a long, long time. Um, what do you think Wakanda Forever really represents to those who have watched this movie? Well, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, that, that statement to me is a cry to the people. Well, actually, it's, 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 actually, it's a, a, a subliminal reminder of of what we saw, uh, Wakanda is a is fictitious again, but it's a mm -hmm. visionary concept of of what Africa could have Africa could have been had it not been tampered with. Right, and that's and therein you have the the hidden um, Wakanda's hidden 
um, and they don't want anyone to know what they really have. And I'm going to share something with you that's powerful to me. One of the parts of the movie that I thought was phenomenal was how, um, what was the sister's name? And I'm bad with names. Oh, and I'm trying to remember her name too. I just, I loved her character. Was it Shuri? It's yes, it was. It was Shuri. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so Shuri represents to me all of the inventors that don't get credit in the Western world for their inventions. I have a list I want to read to you. Yes. Did you know, did you know the African-Americans invented like, the, like um, uh, the record player arm? I didn't for turntables? know that. No. You didn't know it, did you? Wow. Well, did you know that uh, a black man named L.R. Johnson invented the bike, the bicycle frame? No. Or this, a black man named Samuel Scotchran invented the curtain rod. I had no idea. What, what about this? I'm going to go down the list. And if you want names, I'll give you names, but I'll, I'll just get the invention. So um, the auto fishing device, the air conditioner unit, the refrigerator, the keychain, the doorstop, uh, the auto cutoff switch, the lemon squeezer, the almanac electric lamp bulbs, a uh, fire escape ladder, the mop, pencil sharpener, the rolling pin, automatic gear shift, um, uh, what they call the chamber commode, the toilet, yeah. the mailbox, the clothes dryer, um, the elevator. A black woman invented the ironing board, um, saddles for riding horses, the fountain pen, the cell phone, the doorknob, the straightening comb, um, the lunch box, a lunch pail. Um, the, we invented lanterns, f- the furniture casters, uh, the, the 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 wheels you put on the, on the bottom of furniture, the yeah. hairbrush, wow. the eye protector, the lawnmower, the spark plug, the tricycle, the thermostat control, um, biscuit cutters, uh, of the baby carriage, the lock. Uh, what's this one? Uh, whatever the lock inventors. I don't know what it what it means. Um, oh, the lock itself. That's right. Um. Uh, the improvised sugar make maker, whatever uh, the wow. way they change the way sugar is made. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the folding chair, the gas mask, the traffic light, the ice ice cream scoop, uh, the blood plasma bags. Listen to this one. The guitar. Get out of here. Yes, sir. The the stove that we cook on. They we, we invented peanut butter. The horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Phone transmitters, typewriters, folding beds, the dustpan. Shampoo headrest in, in, in beauty salons, a street sweeper, the, the stethoscope that doctors use, uh, the egg beater, the fire extinguisher, the golf tee, the motor, and the lawn sprinkler. And there's much more. Good Lord. These are all the inventions that black kids don't know that black people invented. Mm-hmm. And so to me, Shuri was a representation of, of the creativity that, that, that is in the African-American community, but has been rewritten. History has been rewritten mm-hmm. to not give us credit. How do you go through 12 years of school and not know any of this? Right, right. It's because, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, man, and I'm gonna tell you one part that my wife and I really love was when, um, <laughs> when Shuri referred to the white guy as colonizer. Yes, <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> It's like be quiet, colonizer. Right, you know? right, right. Because because that colonial mindset is what gave birth to capitalism, yes. or, or one one gave birth to the other, and and that's and look what it did to the world. Yeah. All because you want to you want to um, really um, claim everything but but create nothing. Right. Wow. And so to me, this entire movie is a slap in the face of white supremacy. It was a slap in the face. Uh, to those who would have us to think that we're, we're, we're subhuman or that, you know, or that, or that we're, we're nothing. 
Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Yeah, it, it's it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And she was one of my favorite characters. I loved uh, her intelligence, her wit. And again, to be able to have her at the helm of all of the technology there uh, in the country. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. And I thought it was interesting too, given the digital divide that happened certainly here in this country for people of, of color. Uh, right. Where, you know... Uh, other uh, races and and hues seem to always have the advantage over people of color and certainly aren't willing to share this type of thing, um, which I thought was interesting. I also found interesting uh, the piece, and you mentioned this earlier, about the equality for women. Um, yeah. How women, you know, I, I love the one fighting scene where uh, Okoye uh, ends up fighting uh, the guy who I think was her husband, Wakabi. Um, yeah. And he's got the, 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 the rhino and the rhino is getting ready to charge her and she <laughs> stands and the right. rhino stops and licks her. And then, he, <laughs> you know, he's like, well. You know, would you would you kill me for Wakanda? And she was like in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You know, and he he bowed to her. Talk a little bit about because this is something we still don't see in uh, mainstream American culture. This concept of equality for women, women as she was the commanding general uh, right. of the army for the country. Well, this, I mean, Okoye, first of all, to me, was one of the stars of the of the show. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the scene that grabs me also is when she was in South Korea. Yes. <laughs> and she had the wig on. And she, yes. But but did anyone catch that she was actually thrown off on the fact that to fit into culture, black mm -hmm. women have to wear these things on their heads? Yes. Yes. And, I, and, and she was comfortable with her baldness and, and her. And, she, and I love what she said in, in their in their native tongue. Mm -hmm. Basically, if he touches you one more time, right? <laughs> he told the king he got one more time to touch you. <laughs> I I love the fact that first of all, 
Um, these warrior women were are real. That's a culture yes. in Africa. Yes. Um, I, I saw pictures of them and, and the roles that they play. And I love the strength that was portrayed of women because um, uh, every woman had a voice from from the uh, the queen mother mm-hmm. uh, to the role that um, what was the what was the, the woman he was in love with when he always froze around. He, oh, Nakia. He, he, Nakia mm-hmm. to, to Nakia to to Hush, or even Shuri she mm-hmm. was the inventor she was she was the, she represented the millennials yes. um, who have who have a mind and who have uh, a lot to contribute but also she was fiercely loyal to her brother yes you know I, I just I love the strength really when you when you take the movie apart and put it back together the women without the women we don't have the same concept Absolutely. Uh, 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 which communicates to us that as African Americans, our women, even now, I mean, it, I think it spoke to the fact that that through the years of, of disenfranchisement and years of slavery and Jim Crow and all this thing, our women have come through for us time and time again. Yes. And there was an interview. Uh, there was an interview afterwards. You know when um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Chad Bozeman was was uh, was asked a question about the impact that it had on on him and and others and, he, and in the middle of his, his answer he broke down and began to weep yeah did you see that I saw and that. Imme- immediately the two actresses without even coordinating just reached out and put their hand on him mm-hmm. yes and, and to me that instinctive response of the african-american woman has been that's what i grew up with yeah it was it was i remember i remember my cousin gloria the first time i got my heart broken mm-hmm. um she was the one to put her hand on me and she she's older five years older than me she said to me she said, uh, you won't get past this hurt. Mm-hmm. But then she she, um, she says, come walk with me. Yeah. And she had me walk down the street with her holding her hand. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and, and it was a big deal because people were like, who's this girl with heart? Right. I, said, I was young. I had to be 13 when I got my heart broken. But she, the women always felt the need to, to repair us and to fix us and make sure we were okay. And I don't think, Gerard, that we have repaid them. Mm. I don't think we've given them credit for their contributions. I don't think that we that we have we've uh, uh, in a lot of ways made them feel that we're grateful for the yeah. for the roles that they play in our lives. That to me, that the depiction of women, uh, it was about equality. It was about th- giving them a voice, not giving them a voice, hearing their voices because they do have a voice. Yes, it was about it was about hearing what they have to say and and let them contribute to the conversation. It didn't mean that they, you always agree, right. but it means they were heard. Right. Right. I think that was so powerful. And I love that point that you made because, you know, rarely do we hear of women, of men saying women, you are are valuable, you are necessary. And you're right. All throughout our lives, it was women that often made us as men whole. Um, Part of the reason was, you know, in some cases, uh, fathers weren't there. And in other cases, fathers were there, but they weren't vocal. They didn't know how to put words around, you know, comforting their children. And so, you know, for them, it was tough love. It was be a man. Don't cry. You know, that type of thing. But uh, it was the women in our lives that made us uh, whole, that said it's okay to cry. And that, you know, yeah, go ahead. Matter of fact, you remember, uh, I know you've heard this before. My father used to say, go to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think that they realize psychologically what that does to us. Right. You know, right. when, you know, you, you, you don't want to be emotional in front of your dad. Um, right. And, and in turn, your dad won't be emotional in front of you. Yeah. So, so it, it creates a, an interesting, interesting moment. I, I one of the, the takeaways I had was just around the fierce loyalty, um, loyalty to country, loyalty to you know people, 
which we don't see a whole lot of in our society today. I mean, the, the conflict after uh, they thought that uh, uh, T'Challa died Right. And the the battle between um, Okoye, who was like, "No, I'm f- I'm fiercely loyal to whoever sits on that on throne,", throne. Yeah. you know, versus um, his love interest, who was just kind of like, "No, I love him, and we're going yeah. after him." Like, right? That's a, a kind of loyalty that we just don't see anymore. Why do you think that that? that kind of loyalty is is basically gone in our society because i think it, it speaks to the fact that leadership had, had in a lot of way a lot of ways become corrupt yeah but but there was a statement made um between nakia and okoya that exchange where um okoya's mentality was i serve my country yes and and nakia's mentality was i save my country yes and i think that's i think right now even in our present administration, the situation, there's a, a contingency of resistors and their mentality is, I have to save this country. Right. Because, because uh, and, and, and I, again, Okoye is probably my favorite character in the entire thing because she was put in a difficult situation mm-hmm. and has she not, watch this now, has she not stood her ground to serve the country, mm-hmm. Nakia couldn't save it. Right, wow, wow. Because. And, and what I noticed about Okoye also, she knew the rules. Yes, she did. She knew the rules. Because when, when uh, T'Challa c- came back and, uh, and uh, Killmonger was still saying, well, well, I'm the new king now. She said, no, because the challenge is not over. Right. And, Im- and immediately her and the ladies point her spears at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. And her thing is, you just came in, you're going to stick to the rules. Um, I, I really, uh, when I look at uh, T'Challa had, had a difficult dilemma Mm-hmm. throughout the movie and the, it was the balance of protecting Wakanda from outsiders and 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 um using Wakanda's resources to help the world yeah and that that balance I think we all on a personal level deal with it every day mm-hmm. I mean the, the, the Lord tells us I mean and this is real super spiritual but the Lord tells us to be givers and and we want to be givers but but there are times when Sometimes giving could be a compromise to us. Yeah, wow. And and, and that whole this, the scene after the scene thing, um, it, it really speaks to. I'm looking forward to the next installment of this because it puts them in a position where they have to to come to terms or come to a balance, so to speak, with how, what Wakanda is going to be to itself and to the world. Right. And, and T'Challa, to me, to um, his heart. The the thing that stuck out to me about King T'Challa was his heart. What a yes. heart, man. Yes. He always he's always wanted to do the right thing and he kept his compass pointed in the right direction. That's right. That's right. You know? And and, and I'll be honest with you, Gerard, uh, his father uh, t- what's his name? T'Chaka? Uh yes, T'Chaka. T'Chaka. I, I I wasn't angry with him for the for for um choosing Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I was, I was angry with him for not taking the boy back. Right. But I felt like I felt like he like he he was operating from a certain paradigm. He was operating mm-hmm. from a certain uh, mindset that that the, we are protecting Wakanda from colonizers. Right. Because everything they see, they 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 want to take it and make it their own and subjugate the owners of it. Yes. And so th- they had to come up a new school of thinking, a, a, a new way. Now, when you, by the time you get to Killmonger, Killmonger is radicalized. He's like, right. you know what? Forget him. Let's kill him. Let's. But uh, T'Challa said something to him. He said, he said to uh, Killmonger, "You have become them." Right. And I always tell people, we can't become what we despise. If someone wrongs you, you can't be. You can't. You can't uh, do wrong to get them back because now you've been overcome of evil. Right. There's there's so much preaching material in there. There is. That, 
I refuse to. I'm not going to do it all. <laughs> and, and and you know what? We can't forget Umbaka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the name of the, the king of the mountain people? Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, I really thought that uh, that he was a pleasant surprise at the end of the movie. He was. What did you think about that scene when he when he actually showed up? To rescue them. It, it surprised me because he yeah. had already said, you know, no, we're not going to help you. And um, the extent of his help was to protect uh, his mother. So it was a surprise, a welcomed surprise. But I think somewhere in there, you know, he understood the greater good. And Yeah, he, you know, yeah. I, I think, forgive me for cutting you off. But, you know, let me add this real quick and you finish. I think it was T'Challa's humility. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is a lesson for us to learn. In that moment, when, when Chachala dismissed everyone and stood before the throne that Umbaka was sitting on, mm-hmm. and he basically, Umbaka said to him, uh, a king has not come to see us in generations. Right. And Chachala was saying to him, listen, that's that's changed. And what he did, he accepted them. He he invited them into the, the, the community um, to be a part of it. That right. They were actually um, a part of it anyways, but he wanted them to be, to take on a greater role. And I think that stuck with Umbaka. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way it translates to us today is to me sometimes some of our, some of our adversaries are are actually the, the the product of our rejection. We reject people, wow. and so they think that the only way to get our attention or the only way to deal with us is to fight us. Wow. And I, th- I think sometimes we could we could be do a better job. Even to me, the, um, uh, the way the system is set up to to reject people of color, I believe that's why we have so much crime. Yeah, because 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 when you feel shut out of a system in the place that you live in and the place you're forced to pay taxes and you don't have any representation, so to speak, it makes you feel like an outsider mm-hmm. and, and you have to push your way in. Right. Right. And so I, I, I would, again, it was a pleasant surprise for, for me to see him come charging to the rescue. That was a that was a perfect uh, ending to the situation. It really was. And I think I was also moved again when you mentioned uh, about T'Challa's heart, uh, the idea that he could have let Killmonger die, but he said, no, yeah. we can heal you. Right. You know, which most folks, you know, you, you got your enemy, your enemy's pretty much dead. You wouldn't offer to save him. Yeah, man. And, and, uh, and Killmonger's response, you know, it's, oh. it's one of the things. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's one of the things that stuck with me, man. I, bury me in the ocean. With my ancestors who preferred to jump from the ship and die than to be a slave, man. That, that's it. Yes. You know, I, I would tell you too. Uh, since we brought up that that whole thing, did did you take note that the final battle between them happened at on the underground railroad? Isn't that crazy? I that's thought that was so phenomenal. Crazy. Wow. And I'm going to tell you what it is, too. And it speaks to a lot of things. I don't know what the intent was, but what I gathered from that was that there was there was an actual battle mm-hmm. be- between between the, the rebel, um, the rebel who says I will not be in this anymore. And, and the and the one with with more rationale that says, no, but there's a way to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I think the tragedy at the end of that was that Killmonger is like, no, no. Um, when he said, like, let's heal you, I, I thought T'Challa missed an opportunity to say, no, we're not going to imprison you. Right. Uh, or we're not going to hold you captive like it was done to you back in, in, in um, the land of the colonizers. What we'll do instead is to give you a voice and give you a place in, uh, in the government. Let's do this together. Right. But I think, the, I think you know, that speaks to another thing, too. Once a person betrays you, it becomes hard to ever trust them. Very hard. Yeah. 
very hard. So much in that movie, man. Oh, There's so much. <laughs> gosh, that that's why the movie is worth going to see multiple times. Yeah, um, because it it is it's incredible. I want to ask this one thing before we wrap up. So uh, it it's weird. It seemed like social media kind of started this. It started as what appeared to be a joke. When they you, you know, when they were saying that people would dress in African garb to go to the movie, and yet when people went to the movie, that's exactly what happened, yeah. and it turned into something that I thought was beautiful. But there was a group of people who felt like, you know, are we really doing that? Like, why do we have to be so extra, et cetera, et cetera? What are you, what are your thoughts on on that? You know, should this have been? a big enough deal for people to dress up or should people have even been mad about people dressing up about this movie? Well, first of all, the, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, um, it, it's wrong for them to even, even mention this. And here's why for God's sake, man, people sit outside Best Buy for 24 hours mm -hmm. for, before the, the black Friday sale. Or uh, I've seen people literally come, go to star Wars are dressed as as one of the characters that uh, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, uh, what, I, 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 there are people who watch who watch football games dressed in full um, regalia from their school. What are they talking about, man? Listen, where your dashiki? I wish I had one. Right, and I'm about to go buy some. Yeah. You know, I, man. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you what what God always uses something. It's a culture to, to create a cultural shift. Yes, and 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 I'm uh, and the people who are criticizing, they need to just get a life. Right. Man, let people live, man. I, 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 I didn't do it, and I wasn't gonna beat a drum in, in the lobby mm -hmm. or, or dance with a spare. But, but I, I celebrate the people that felt so free to do that. Let me tell you something about Africa. Um, I had a friend. He, matter of fact, he used to be my music pastor for years. Uh, he left maybe about two, uh, thirteen years ago. Mm -hmm. Went back home, and and he told me he went to Africa um, with this little uh, outreach group, and they went to minister back in in the jungle. And he said that during praise and worship, he said, you've never seen anything like it. What the Africans have that we don't have in America is they don't have any shame when it comes to praise right. and celebrating and dancing. Right. They, they, that's a part of the, our culture that, that we become so dignified mm -hmm. that we've become primitive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, let, if people want to celebrate, let them celebrate. Man, it was a good cause. Yes. It was a victory. This was not a Tyler Perry movie, although it was recorded at Tyler Perry Studios. Mm-hmm. This was Marvel. This was Disney. Yes. That, that gave that gave a black producer two hundred million dollars to do a movie, and he did it right. Mm -hmm. We should celebrate that. Absolutely. We should celebrate. I, I, listen, I, Black Panther got my attention in Justice League mm -hmm. when he was the, he was the one that they sent for to save the day. Wow. You know, I, I mean, if you could be a fan of the Silver Surfer or or, or, or Aquaman or right. Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. and leave folk alone, man. Let let folks celebrate. Uh, listen. Wait, you wait till I get my dashiki. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Because I got, the, I already got the accent, so don't fool right. me. Right. <laughs> it won't take much. <laughs> it won't take much at all. <laughs> well, I absolutely celebrate this movie. It has been an absolute joy, and I know I'm going to see it at least one more time uh, because there is so much to digest from it. And so I hope you guys have enjoyed our conversation about it. If you haven't gone to see the movie, please go check out Black Panther. It is far more than a superhero Marvel movie. I think it is a real cultural statement. And it's not lost on me that this movie would be released during a Trump presidency. 
but that's another show. Uh, and Black and Black History Month. And Black History Month. <laughs> it is not lost on me at all. Job well. well done absolutely (laughs) absolutely i hope you guys have enjoyed today's session we want to hear your feedback so by all means reach out to us by way of social media using the hashtag on course or the hashtag heart to heart that's h-a-r-t the number two h-e-a-r-t we want to hear your thoughts certainly be sure to subscribe to this podcast on itunes and google play rate us as well and tell your friends and loved ones to do the same and we'll be back next time with another episode of on course with heart ramsey